Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Kareen Ragan, VP of Talent Management and Corporate Responsibility at LVMH. Over the last year, fashion and beauty brands have overhauled their processes to ensure the prioritization of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and the safety and well-being of their employees. I thought it was the perfect time to check in with industry leader LVMH to find out how their brands are tackling these challenges. And they tell me Kareen is largely leading this charge. So happy you're here, Kareen. Welcome. Thank you, Gia. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm happy to have you. Gosh, for those who don't know all that's entailed in your job, can you just give a rundown of your responsibilities your day to day? Sure. So my job is to you know, take care about our talent and engaging with community. So it's all about employee engagement and community. And I would say uh, my passion is really to enable people to to shape their career, to shape their professional path um, in a meaningful way. I'm active in three, I have three dimensions, uh, which are uh, corporate social responsibility, talent management, and uh, image and campus action. So to recruit early professionals. Got it. So how would you say that your your role, your job, has it changed, has it transformed more so in the last year uh, than ever before, would you say? Well, my job is to take care about talent and to engage with communities. And that has not changed over the past year. That has been accelerated, actually. Uh, all the past year has been about, you know, people and, and, and safety and well-being and, and how we enable people to, to shape their career, their professional path in a very uh, meaningful way. Uh, it has all been about values. So it's, it has been a challenging year, but I, I think I love my job even more now. Well, LVMH is not a small company. <laughs> Can you share how you, I guess, uh, your role, your responsibilities, um, the the tasks you tackle, um, really get integrated into the brands within under the LVMH umbrella. How are you working with each individual brand, or is it yes, more of a corporate um, role? And anyway, basically, how does it trickle down? Yes, how does that work? <laughs> so great question. So LVMH uh, worldwide is 160,000 employees. In the North America only, uh, we are now 40,000 employees um, with the arrival of Tiffany. And we LVMH, you know, it's it's not only a corporation. It's um, it's an umbrella with with about 75 brands. We call it Maison. Uh, iconic brands and the way we operate is a very decentralized way. Uh, meaning that my role, um, as, as leading the talent management is really to provide support and guidance both to the HR community and to the business community. Uh, so I'm having a lot of one to one with employee, uh, but part of my role is also to work on the culture and the process and, and how we create this safe and supportive environment. For sure. I would think in the last year, if not prior, would you say that you're speaking more so to even marketing teams as um, the outward facing, uh, I guess, messaging, the communication that goes out uh, to ensure that you're, again, being uh, sensitive or being uh, especially yeah, to the changing times? 
Alors, LVMH um, has been traditionally um, not very loud uh, on, on, on culture and diversity and inclusion, not that we were not having action. But I think, you know, the past year has been really a tipping point with a push for, you know, transparency. I think an expectation both for employee and, and our customer for, you know, more uh, direct communication about what we what we were doing. So I'm glad that you observed that, you know, yes, we, we were more loud uh, on our diversity and, and inclusion action. And especially I would mention that, you know, um, after um, the murder of George Floyd, it has been a, a moment for everyone to pause and listen. And as an organization, we have, you know, immediately organized focus group and and, and listening session. And the idea was really to understand more, to accelerate our effort and probably to communicate more internally and externally and to really support the Black communities. Would you say that you're more so providing uh, standards, specific rules, or is it more so guidance? I would, first of all, I mean from wine and spirits to, I don't know, Fendi and Fenty, like it's it runs the gamut, but also in different markets, different areas of the world where di- there are, like you said, different um, expectations um, around vocalizing values, um, being transparent. Um, but yeah, would you say it's more so, it's not it's hard and fast rules, I guess. Um, we, we, we are, you know, uh, we, we people are more important than process at the RVMH. Uh, so that's super important and our motto is people make the difference. And as you mentioned, the beauty of LVMH is that actually you can build your career from, um, beauty to fashion to wine and spirit to, uh, jewelries. So it's, it's an, an parallel, uh, wide range of career opportunity. Um, and now this being said, we are operating as a group. If I take, for example, the, the, you know, the outreach, uh, to the student, the campus action, um, we have been very active, uh, we, we, you know, to really engage with students and actually to continue to engage with students last year. And we are doing it as a group. So we are coming in, in the campus. I mean, basically virtually right now, uh, with all of our recruiters. Uh, when we did the national black MBA, we were 20 recruiters from all the different maisons to engage with students. And I want to stress that because I believe that last year, especially and, and still now, the students are experiencing such a high High level of isolation. And, and as a corporation, we want to be with them. We want them to access our opportunity for job and internship, but also to be with them. I mean, emotionally speaking and, and, you know, having this communication. And that's the whole group of LVMH who, who is, we are operating as a group when we are having these priority actions. Do you have specific goals around, um, diversity in house right now? Or is that something that's maybe down, down the road? Alors, diversity and inclusion, we just recruited a head of uh, DNI last year, uh, which is amazing to have him to um, um, accelerate our effort on DNI and also to make sure that our actions are really encored in a long term uh, strategy with measurable KPI and once again, uh, transparency. Now, some um, immediate action and recent action that we have been taken. Um, all our recruiters have been trained in diversity and inclusion last year uh, during the summer. 
Um, we also, you know, made sure that we have wonderful uh, advocate internally. Uh, Virgil Abloh um, has been sharing the list of black creative uh, within the group and all the maisons, thus accelerating, you know, the, the, the visibility and the access uh, to the black creative. We had focus group. Um, we are um, having a specific program for HBCU students in terms of mentoring. So, um, yes, so we have very concrete action in terms of diversifying the pool, recruiting, developing and growing people internally. I'm hearing from a lot of brands I speak to about the challenge of um, even, yes, recruiting for a diverse uh, from a diverse talent pool. I love that you mentioned um, starting at the student level. Um, definitely. That's important. Uh, would you have kind of top tips for kind of, um, yes, I guess, expanding your horizons, thinking outside the box in terms of where you're hiring from? Um, yes, to ensure that it's not all the same people in-house. Yeah, so uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity uh, to answer this question, because actually... I really want to uh, speak to an audience who does not know what luxury is or who is not immediately interested in fashion uh, because there are, you know, talents everywhere. And, uh, and actually, I mean, to your point, recruiting is challenging. Uh, recruiting diverse challenge, uh, talent is challenging, but recruiting is really a challenging action in a way that um, it, it's, it's incredibly, um, difficult to reach, uh, you know, the, 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 the right candidate. And when I say the right candidate is that, you know, there is a lot of misconception about luxury, fashion and beauty. And, uh, what we want to convey is first of all, the diversity of the job. I mean, basically at LVMH, there is something somewhere for everyone. Um, we don't have one leadership style. We have multiple leadership style. Even our brains are very different from a corporate perspective. And one tip, you know, that I would like to give, and especially to the early career professional, is really, you know, go beyond the brand. Go beyond the job title. Uh, think in terms, you know, meet, meet people, go on social media, really understand the culture and find a corporate culture which really resonates with your own values. Because a career is not only a job, it's really what brings you fulfillment in your day-to-day. -day. I'll just treat you like the expert you are, but I'm also hearing from brands that um, not only is um, recruiting maybe at the entry level, that's an issue, but then ensuring that um, the diverse talent pool has opportunities for growth um, and that, yes, we're not seeing the same, I'll just picture myself, blonde white people at I don't know, in, in the top, um, the top positions to ensure that, yes, there's a model set in place um, where different folks know that they can, they can grow in the company. Anyway, what are you doing to ensure that? To ensure that uh, we have equity in our talents management process. Um, I think it, it's a combination of um, development opportunity, you know, providing people access to opportunities. So it's a lot about transparency, communication, making sure our job position are advertised. And it's also a combination with um, exposure. And uh, it's also very, you know, bespoke, uh, the career. So, um, you know, the, the talent management process is, it's, it's a process, but then it's also one-to-one -one with people. So what we are, you know, focusing right now is really to, get to know our talents and their aspiration. And that's where actually the group is bringing value. Uh, 
because we have more opportunities um, to offer to our talent. But it started, uh, it's, it's really start to understand the aspiration uh, of, of each person. And especially at a more senior level, what I would say is that, you know, the, 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 so something which is super important and we have been training our leadership team to unconscious bias. I think, you know, overcoming unconscious bias is especially important for leadership position because at a certain point, um, you know, internal promotion are not only based on skilled, uh, they are based on very intangible things. Uh, and one figure that is super important to us is that, you know, right now, two thirds of our leadership position are filled internally, which means that internal promotion is working. Uh, the thing, I mean, to your point is how we make sure that that is equitable and that we are reaching out, uh, in the same way, all people, um, re- regardless of their, uh, of their past. Talk to me about your kind of career trajectory. I know that you are, um, our podcast producer asked if you were based in Europe, but you are you are in the States. You're newer to the States. Um, I know a little story about what drove you here. <laughs> Can you tell me about kind of what inspired that move? Well, first of all, I'm super grateful to be in the U.S. because once again, the, the, the past year has been fascinating in terms of uh, fight for social justice. And uh, this is what I'm passionate about. Uh, I used to be a social worker. I used to be a social entrepreneur in Europe. I uh, created the first job board for people with disability. And uh, and then I was recruited by RVMH, who was my client. And uh, I started at RVMH to... Um, start the, the corporate social responsibility. And the reason why I moved to the U.S. is that I really wanted to be in the country of the Me Too movement. Uh, I'm a women advocate, I'm a human rights advocate, and that was important to me to understand. What I was not expected uh, in the U.S., and once again, I'm super grateful, is a Black Lives Matters movement. So, so you know, right now, I really see the world with very different lenses. And uh, and part of my job actually is really building bridges between the United States and um, uh, Europe, where most of our brands are headquartered, so we can really have this conversation. And they are transformative conversation because we are, you know, diversity and inclusion is global. I know that you've um, made a lot of headway in terms of uh, gender equality, uh equal pay. Can you talk about that? Um, was that more of a focus, would you say, in 2019? And again, that's still a, a focus, but would you say that's evolved to, uh, I guess, yeah, be more wide, a wider yes. focus? Yes, that has evolved tremendously. Um, I mean, RVMH has been probably one of the first organizations to set a target for, for women in leadership position. And when we started, um, more than 10 years ago, we had only 23%, 23%. And now we are over, you know, 44%. So we double in 10 years. And what I've learned from this journey is, first of all, the journey is not over. <laughs> Third, uh, th- second, it doesn't happen organically. Uh, and three, uh, intersectionality is important. Um, when, because, uh, sexism, uh, such as racism are, are, are really, you know, um, uh, 
appealing structural change within the organization. And so everything is linked. Uh, but we are very proud on our progress and, um, and, and I think, you know, to be uh, an environment where women can grow their career is, uh, is very much a source of pride uh, for all women, but also for men. And actually, we are launching an allyship program to really enable women um, to, to have men ally. Uh, we have a specific focus for women support to women of color. And we are also having a focus for women starting their career, being mentored by more junior women. So yes, we are still on this journey. How great. That's awesome. Can you tell me about, I want to say mental health. I just feel um, ensuring not only a lot has gone down, we know, in the last couple of weeks, if not definitely months as well. You mentioned checking in more, um, but yeah, has the mental health of the, the employees and a, more of a focus of that also come into play? And yeah, how have you tackled that? Yes, absolutely. And it's it's a starting point of everything. Uh, I mean, mental safety, emotional safety in the corporation, that is a starting point to, you know, be engaged uh, in your day-to-day job and to, and to really, you know, be able to bring your full self uh, at work. So yes, we, um, part of, of my job has been to provide additional support uh, to our employee and to our brand. Um, over the pandemic, we have provided extra support for, you know, mental health. Uh, we have just, you know, done a pilot with uh, mental health first aid, which is uh, amazing training that I, I strongly recommend to uh, anyone who wants to, you know, support uh, peers, colleague and everyone uh, who needs um, mental health help. And uh, we had some, you know, session for HR as well, because HR has been on the front line uh, for, for mental health. So, yes, definitely. That's and, and that's something that sadly is going to is here to stay. And we are anticipating, um, you know, next year um, having really this topic uh as a priority uh, for a few months, because all of us, uh, as we have learned from, you know, the trainer and the therapist during our mental health HR session, is that 30% of the population are going to experience um, uh, post-stress uh, uh, disorder. So we really need extra support on this. And corporation, once again, corporation have a role to play in providing this, you know, safe resource. Uh, and, and, and we are not here to fix um, people, but we are here to provide them support so they can get the need, the the help they need. We'll be right back after this quick break. In terms of the move from working in office to maybe a work from home, a Zoom life, uh, social distancing, uh, what challenges has that presented for for your employees um, and for your role in particular? Well, for, for my role in particular, I'm a people person. I'm a social connection person. So I had to reinvent about how you build a social connection uh, via Zoom. Um, and, uh, and yes, and I think we did it. So, uh, you know, I used to have a lot of one-to-one meeting and, 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 and training and, uh, and that still happened. That just, you know, happened virtually. So, and that's, you know, what's super exciting about um, our role right now and our company is that we are reinventing new ways of working. 
we are really, really, you know, inventing the future of work, which, which of course will be an hybrid model. And I, I cannot wait until we have the opportunity to meet again in person. So I'm sure this will happen. But, but still, I mean, we all have grown a lot over the past months and, uh, and, and kudos to our employees because, you know, m- most of them, they have been reinventing their job 100%. Uh, and, and once again, it's not only a question of, of, of technique uh, going virtual. It's just that, you know, for client engagement, for employee engagement, you don't have the same tonality of dialogue when you are online and still you need to have genuine connection. Absolutely. Uh, in terms of circling back to um, diversity and inclusion, we just we hear a lot of initiatives being started across the industry, uh, fashion in particular. Um, well, we did in the summer. Um, would you say just that in general, do you see the progress in the fashion uh, community? Do you see fashion evolving in the long term? I would say um, yes, even in, not limited to LVMH, but what, what progress are you seeing in fashion, if any? Well, fashion has a huge... Uh power because it has a power of representation. So fashion has, has, has really a, a role to play. Uh, that, that's really one of my conviction. Uh, there are progress to be made everywhere, uh, in every industry. Uh, actually, within LVMH, um, we, we are able to leverage the best practices uh, in beauty, in fashion. Um, we have been um, traditionally extremely active um, to drive positive change and, and once again uh, offer access to opportunities to a specific category, um, in particular the um, students of color, women and girls, uh, people with disability. Um, and, uh, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I, I, I think we... Um, there is everything is accelerating over over the year but um it just yes it's it just takes time and uh, it's not only a question i mean i'm talking a lot for talent management if we look at talent management uh where we can be very fast and we have been very fast is really for campus outreach and how to diversify this pipeline of early career professional and with the HBCU with the national black mba we have been able to you know strengthen our effort immediately and 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 and, and really change um you know the, the narrative and the pipeline um for career it takes more time because um it, it so it's it's probably um, a, a slower uh, process. But I mean, to your point, yes, of course I do. You know, there is so much work that we still need to do. Uh, but on the other hand, um, the discussion is is everywhere. It's in HR, is in, you know, in, in, in the product design. We just had, you know, a, a webinar to educate our employee to inclusive fashion and how we change the representation of people with disability within fashion, which is a very important topic. And we had a huge attendance and hundreds of, uh, hundreds of employees ha- have attended this webinar this year. So I'm super optimistic. That's great. Would you say that the, the beauty industry is further ahead in terms of embracing diversity. Maybe in that, for one thing, the uh, the talent pool can see themselves in the industry more so than um, 
in fashion or I don't know, I'm sure it's not apples to oranges, but um, how would you describe that? Well, it comes back to the misconception about uh, beauty and fashion. I mean, from a job perspective, uh, there are opportunities, there are job opportunities and amazing career opportunities in, bo in both uh, beauty and fashion. Um, uh, you know, uh, when we are super happy to have within image a brand like Fenty, which has completely changed the standard uh, for beauty and which has been extended to fashion right now. So I think it's, well, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful uh, success story. Now, I would not, you know, um, I think there is more, you know, it, it's sometimes, I mean, talking about talent pool, it's sometimes a very local approach. Um, it's, there is a lot of, you know, there is a lot of difference between, um, different talent market. There are more difference, for example, between the US and France than, uh, between fashion and beauty. Uh, if we think about it this way. And that's where, um, it's, it's super important to have a group approach and to, and to really, you know, uh, make sure that we are diversifying and we are evolving our practice because what we are talking about is about, you know, how do we reflect the world in which we are living it internally? And um, yes, I can't believe I'm about to say this word, but would you say that America, <laughs> the States, that we're more woke, <laughs> that we are more ahead um, maybe than um, some of the countries in Europe that um, you've ex you have experience working in? I, I think it's just, You know, it's just different, uh, but we are talking about, um, we are talking about culture, which is global and local. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, we are talking about people. So um, when it comes to, to my role and, and really my role is to bring safety and to, uh, and to bring, um, fulfillment, uh, to employee and an environment when they can really, you know, know and voice their individual greatness. And that is the same in every country. Uh, and at the end of the day, I mean, everyone wants to be recognized, uh, for, for who they are and, and, and find their way, find, find their way in, 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 in the industry. And we have the chance to be in an industry that have been, you know, resisting very well, actually, to, to the pandemic. And we do have a lot of economic empowerment to offer. Uh, to everyone. So the, the question is, you know, how do we build this, this link and how do we make sure that the information, everyone has the information? So, so thank you again for giving me the opportunity <laughs> to speak to a large audience. For sure. Well, you do have the experience that a lot of our listeners have of working for a brand for, I guess, uh, a smaller a smaller company than this large corporation. But Christian Dior, um, is a couture in particular, um, would you say that that um, set you up for success in any way? Or what are some of the learnings that um, you took from that? Um, yeah, in, in that role. It's a similar role, correct? In terms of talent, talent um, recruitment, things such as this. Yes, absolutely. I used to work for Christian Dior for three years, uh, leading talent management, uh, which is uh, di different than uh, than the corporate role. Uh, but uh, you know, working in a small brand or big brand, or you know, at the end of the day, it's it's really about passion. And and this year in particular, it's not only about passion; it's about compassion. 
so I, I, you know, at Dior and at LVMH, we actually welcome a lot of newcomers who are working in company with very, very different size. We are welcoming candidates from very different business sector. Uh, so I, it, it's, it's really, I think we, um, you know, my experience is really to come back to the individual and, and how do we know our talent and how do we guide them and how do we make sure that they understand what are the opportunities. And that's why it's so important to go behind the title and behind the brand. And if we take Christian Dior, um, it's, it's an amazing and powerful brand. And, uh, uh, but, but what, what's behind? I mean, it's a corporation, uh, with people working on data. Uh, with people working in store, with people working on supply chain. So it, it's not only the glamorous part that we are seeing. And that's important in terms of, you know, job opportunity and, 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 and development opportunity. Yes. In terms of how things are set up, corporate responsibility do, is um, sustainability or communicating sustainability efforts also under your kind of purview? Uh, sustainability is not under my umbrella, but it's it's really, we, we have a strong commitment. We just had, you know, last December, a climate week, which was a one week education session for all employees. And, uh, and it's a very important commitment. RVMH has created the uh, environmental uh, department 30 years ago. So it's not new. And, and once again, it's, uh, there is a push for sustainability as well as there is a push for diversity and inclusion. That's great. Can you tell me, first, let's, uh, let's end it with talking goals and, and I guess challenges. Uh, 2021, we're at the start of a new year. Um, have you established your, your, goals for the year. Um, is it too too soon to say what those may be? Well, 2021 will be the year of the recovery. And um, what is amazing is that every employee wants to be part of this recovery. And, um, you know, I, I think 2020 has been a year to listen a lot. Um, 2021 will be a year to engage and to engage yeah. together. Um, we sometimes are talking about, you know, um, back to normal and, and there will not be a normal or the normal will be different, let's say. Uh, yeah. So there is something new coming. I'm super excited about it. Um, you know, I think everyone is very much looking forward, you know, having new uh, development opportunity. And, uh, and yes, and we, we have been learning a lot. Huh? 2020 has been a learning year as well. So <laughs> no, of course. So I'm, I'm really looking forward. And, and yes, we have amazing projects. In particular, we are, you know, launching the, uh, the campus campaign. We have social media campaign, um, to really, uh, enhance our, uh, communication and make, make sure we reach this you know, wider and more diverse audience. Yes. Can you dig a little bit into, again, the, the social campaign, where that's um, taking place and what that all entails? Yes. It's starting in uh, February. It will be on LinkedIn, um, which is a very important channel for us to engage uh, with uh, external and also internal candidates. 
Um, I really strongly encourage everyone to, to follow up the, the campaign on uh, LinkedIn Hervé Image. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel um, and you can find a playlist for North America with all the uh, HR and DNI initiative that we are running in the region. So yes, social media is a big part and our leadership uh, team are more and more vocal on LinkedIn, which by the way, it's a great way to discover a culture um, also. Nice. What would you say is your biggest challenge if something's keeping you up at night or weighing on your mind, something that you really want to um, tackle or conquer uh, Q1 early on this year? Um, what I'm passionate about for the year to come is really to... Um you know, provide an environment where uh, people can really take care of themselves so they can take care of others. Um, that's a strong conviction for me. And uh, that's my ultimate objective in, in all that I'm doing. Absolutely. I loved your positive spin on 2020 where it was like, we learned a lot. <laughs> What's your biggest takeaway? From last year, you mean? Exactly. Compassion. We need compassion, compassionate leadership everywhere. Right on. Corrine, this was so great. Lovely conversation. Great talking to you. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Jill. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the, the conversation. Thank you so much for the opportunity. That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Please head to the review section on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast to give us a rating and tell us what you think. Thanks for listening to the Glossy Podcast.